Lil Harris. Scriptly adapted. What's up? What's going on, my friend? What's going on, man? Thank you for joining me on such short no- Well, it wasn't really short notice. We had this plan, but, you know, we had to reschedule due to our busy lives. Yes, our busy our busy adult lives now. You know, I'm, <laughs> it's not fun anymore, Lewis. It's not fun. It's not fun. Yeah, you know what? It's, it's fun in certain regards, like parenthood, fatherhood. All that is fun, but in, oh, yeah. in a different way. Sometimes I wish I was 22 again with no responsibility. <laughs> Just staying up until four in the morning playing Call of Duty. I feel you, man. I feel, listen, those were those were the days, like all in the family would say. Those were the days, my friend. Uh, those are good days. Those are good days. Yeah, but I'm turning my son into a gamer anyway. Like he's he's on the PS4 more than I am. Happy. Nice. Time. What's he playing, man? Well, he's obsessed with cars, like Disney's cars. Oh yeah. And. I got him Cars 3 for the PlayStation 4, and I taught him how to play, and now he's actually really good. Like, he gets in first place the majority of his races. Nice, <laughs> nice man. Nice. What are you playing? He what, watches what? gameplay footage on YouTube and all that stuff, so shout out to my little man, T. <laughs> nice, man. Very nice. He's, 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 uh, he's, learning, he's learning the way, Lewis. I like it. I like it. Yeah, he, he's learning, man. He's learning all right. He's learning how to break my pockets, too, because yeah, right. he wants a Nintendo Switch for Christmas. <laughs> oh, he wants a Nintendo Switch? Yep. Ah, okay. Yeah, he's been he's been going in on the YouTube videos, watching Mario and all that shit. Oh, he's ready for it, man. He's he's anticipating. <laughs> he's yeah, I know. He's, uh, he wrote a nice letter to Santa Claus today, so we'll see how that goes. Very nice, man. Very nice. Okay, okay. What'd you do for Halloween? Did you, or did you do anything for Halloween? I didn't do anything for Halloween, man. I, I worked Halloween night and um, I I got home and I passed out in front of the TV. That's pretty much my Halloween night in a nutshell. Uh, I didn't do anything special, man. How about yourself? Well, that, that sounds like you had a, a, a memorable Halloween. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. It, it was nothing. It was nothing special this year. Nothing special. Yeah, no, we um we didn't do anything crazy over here except Tate at his school. They had a, a, a trick-or-treat event, so we went there. They were showing a movie and popcorn, and we had pizza and stuff like that. And he had loads of candy. So, you know, just something local, nothing nothing crazy. Okay, okay. And then, and then what'd you guys dress up as, man? Oh, we did the whole Justice League thing. We went to a Halloween party last weekend. So I was Batman, Karen was Wonder Woman, and he was Superman. Nice. Very nice, man. Very nice. I think I saw yeah, my, my Batman Wait, costume, right, I saw I was not thrilled for two reasons. One, because the mask was bootleg, and I didn't feel like spending an extra $20 on an official mask. Yeah. And then two, I didn't take into account that I kind of needed a cup for my, my package area. Yeah. So, like, ah, my ah. Down the side of my leg, and you can see it clear, clear as day. So everybody at the party was just like fucking cracking up, like, oh, oh man. damn. Well, listen, man. Uh, <laughs> listen, man. I, sometimes those those costumes you gotta be very careful with, man. Very careful because, uh, oh, yeah. Good thing I didn't wear it around too many kids. You know what I mean? <laughs> Yeah, that that'd be a problem, Louis. That that be you might be on the news, brother. You may be on the news because of that. That that might be a problem. 
Yeah, I know. Well, there's there's always next year. Well, I'll come up with something else. <laughs> yes, man. Absolutely, absolutely. All right, so let's get into tonight's topic. I'm gonna. I prefer to start it off on the somber note and then end on a positive note. Yeah, that's good. That's a good way to flow this out. <laughs> yeah, let's just get it out the way. So, it's been a week and a half, roughly, since Roman Reigns dropped one of the biggest bombshells I have ever experienced as a, a pro wrestling fan because this is when reality truly crossed off, uh, uh, crossed over into the fictional world of pro wrestling that we love. Right. And I wasn't watching it in real time, but I got the notification on my phone saying Roman Reigns to relinquish universal title after he announces he has leukemia. And I had to like read that again. And I'm like, wait a minute, is this like a a storyline? That'd be pretty fucked up if WWE went that route and turned this into an angle. Like that's something you don't play around with. Like it's fucking, it's a, it's a sickness. Yeah. yeah, and then I, I'm reading online, and I finally got to watch the segment, and it just sent chills down my spine because, first of all, he was there was a different aura to him on his way to the ring. Like you knew that he was gonna make an announcement, but he just had this sense of dread on his face, you know, yeah. like yeah. he was gonna reveal like an injury, but because you know we've seen this time and time again where a, a wrestler comes out. That's a promo saying that he has to relinquish the title because he's injured. Yep. You know, but it's this there was something different about this one. He just comes out of nowhere, starts talking about how he's been lying to the fans for the past year or whatever it was the past uh, couple of years about how he's going to be a fighting champion after Brock Lesnar. But it's all a lie because his real name is Joe and he has leukemia. And then it's like, Great. wait, what? Yeah. Absolutely. Even crazy. the fans in attendance were taken aback by it. Like, um, okay, like, can you elaborate? So, in a nutshell, he elaborates that he was first diagnosed at the age of 22, so 11 years ago, mm-hmm. and he it, he beat it. Well, not beat it, but it went into remission, and it reared its ugly head again. And he's gonna have to take some time off from pro wrestling, whether that's indefinitely or permanently. No one knows because his health comes first. But all I can say is my prayers go out to him and his family because that is that is some scary shit. And the fact that this guy, I mean, he was revered by especially younger fans. He was revered as a Superman-like character, like almost like the the current version of John Cena. You know, he's the John Cena for the the newer generation. Right. So when he goes to the back and his his shield brethren come out and and greet him Seth Rollins is in tears Dean Ambrose is holding back tears it was just it almost brought tears to my face man it, it was one of the most I guess impactful raw segments I've ever seen like, yeah. It was, yeah that was something it was it was it was uh it, it was heartfelt man um I couldn't believe it like I you know I got that text from you saying you know Roman Roman's you know He's sick and he's relinquishing the title, and I'm like, wait, what? What's going on? Um, and then I quickly went to my DVR and, and put it on, and I'm like, I'm listening to him, and I thought like you at first. I was like, this can't be an angle because this would be horrible of WWE to do. This would be terrible. What a horrible move they would do to do this, right? Um, but it was real, and I was like, damn. And for 11 years too, which is 
which is shocking. And I appreciate WWE never using that angle when it came to storyline or even when he was granting wishes. I'm glad they didn't ever they never mentioned that because if they did, that would totally change the way people look at him. Uh, and that would it would almost bring a sense of um, pity for his character. Or mm-hmm. I guess, you know what I'm saying? Like, it, it wouldn't, it just, uh, it, everything would have been thrown off. Even more so than it was now, even though he gets booed all the time. Like, it, but it would have been, it would have been a different vibe. And not the, not the vibe, definitely not the way WWE would want to go. And uh, yeah, man, it was, it was a different type of Raw that night. It was, I was shocked and my wife and I are watching and, you know, she's slowly getting into, you know, these characters and understanding who they are. And she was like, man, that's, that's really terrible. Like, I feel so bad for him. Um, but Lewis, I'm, I, I think not, of course not having leukemia. That's, that's, that's God awful. But I think this is the best thing for his career to tell you the truth. Um, I think, him being off of TV for a while is going to give him a chance to and the company to think about the direction, the the look, the music, the 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 whatever they have, what, like just give the company a whole new outlook on where they can possibly go with it. You know what I'm saying? Does that make sense? Yeah, I, I actually couldn't agree more. Um, just to piggyback on what you were saying. Like Karen was watching. I mean, she doesn't watch wrestling with me per se, but she's she's familiar enough with yeah. the characters, and she felt the same way that it was heartbreaking. How, you know, you don't expect something like that, and the fact that they hid it for over a decade, they never mentioned anything like you had mentioned with the Make a Wish right. appearances, um, and trying to turn him into a sympathetic figure. They. And you know what? Apparently, Roman Reigns is a pretty private person. Like, it never came to light. And unfortunately, like what you're saying, this might be the best thing for him career-wise. Not personally, because right. obviously of course. We, all, of course. we all want him to succeed and beat it and come back healthy, come out of it healthy. Um, but dare I say, this was unfortunately the best promo that he's ever cut in his career. And be- that's because... This was the most authentic I've ever seen Roman Reigns without having to memorize lines from a script. Like, mm-hmm. I know you felt that on authenticity. Mm-hmm. And, Absolutely. Absolutely. Yeah, and you can't... that You could tell every single word that came out of his mouth when he held that mic was from his heart. That yeah. wasn't anything that was rehearsed. That wasn't him trying to uh, uh, appease the crowd. Like, he spoke from the heart. I read actually online that he was he requested to be left in uh, a personal bus in his personal bus uh, all day until it was time for his promo because he, he you know he just needed that time for reflection and and Vince granted his wish obviously um, and I think what was even more heartbreaking was all the, the the footage of him greeting everybody greeting him backstage did you yeah. see that, did you get yeah. a chance to see that I saw that. I saw that I saw that. Yeah, man, that was a tearjerker. Like Paul Heyman approaching him, Triple yeah. H, um, all the women in the back, yeah, uh, Braun Strowman, even it was. Yeah, man, that shit was crazy, man. And 
it's like you said, now it gives WWE an opportunity to really reevaluate how they want to push right. the next top guy or what they want to do with Roman Reigns if and when he comes back. There, there are a lot of questions. But let me just add real quick. WWE is extremely smart for capitalizing on that realism by turning Dean Ambrose heel that same night. Because I didn't see that coming for a million years. I, I knew it was coming, Lewis. I didn't know when. And I didn't think they were going to do it on that night, to tell you the truth. I thought they were might do it in Saudi Arabia, uh, maybe Survivor Series. But I, yeah, that's I, what I, thought I, was, I wasn't expecting it to be on the same night. That, that was... That was that was genius writing. Like I gotta give it to the writers or the, whoever's you know doing the writing in the back or the creative man. That was genius. Let's do it on the night Roman relinquishes his title and he announces he has leukemia. No, it's gonna come out of nowhere, and it was genius, genius. Some of the best stuff they've done in a while, honestly. Yeah, that was easily the best ending for Raw of the year. Right. Um, and quite possibly in the last couple of years, because, it, like you said, you you we were all we all knew Dean Ambrose was going to turn heel. It was just a matter of time. Yeah. And I think the creative team just said, you know what, fuck it, why put it off? You know, we need we need a hot angle and we need something for the people to be hooked on and tune in for the following week. We need this to be a buzzworthy edition of Raw outside of Roman Reigns. Uh, heartbreaking news so when I was watching I was watching it in real time I hadn't been looking at the results for the main event or anything. I'm like let me tune in because I want to see like the feel good moment I know that for a fact that they're going to have Ambrose and Rollins win the tag team titles and they won it and I'm like alright cool you know this is a nice way to send everybody home and he yeah. fucking gives Seth Rollins the dirty deed yeah. and starts beating the shit out of him. I was like, holy shit. Like, they actually went through for tonight? Yeah. Yeah. It was, it was, per- to me, it was perfect, man. What a way to, like, what a way to heighten Dean. You know what I'm saying? Because Dean, Dean was kind of, well, ever since he came back, it was a, it, it was a big mystery on what the hell they were going to do with Dean. Like, what are they going to do with Dean? And Dean's got the new look. He's he got he got beefier. Uh, the new attitude, the swag was different. So it was only, they needed something to spark the heel turn of Dean. And what a way to give you that big moment on the same night your brother technically semi-retires for a little while and is sick and battling a disease. And you dis- and you beat up and destroy the other partner. Oh, it's perfect. It was per- it was genius booking. Like it was like okay, there's somebody in the back that actually knows what the hell they're doing. Because I mean, <laughs> but but Lewis, let me ask you something. Do you think that was do you think that was last minute? Like that moment they said in the back, listen, we're gonna we're gonna heal you now, or do you think that was already always planned to do it on that raw? think this was last minute um that's a good question i've been listening to podcasts um and i've also been reading stuff online and the speculation is that turning dean ambrose wasn't supposed to happen until they 
basically it was supposed to happen at some point inevitably but not on that particular night and i think what happened was they decided the date of when um the select few people backstage knew uh what that roman reigns was going to relinquish the title so i think at that point they were like you know what let's let's just go with it and that's oh. That's my, from my understanding, I, and I, I wouldn't be surprised if that was the case. Maybe they were they weren't planning on turning him until I don't know the night after Survivor Series, or maybe at Crown Jewel, or something. Uh, one of the one of those events in the near future. But um, I think they said, "Hey, you know what? We, we're we're going to be without Roman Reigns. We're going to be without a Universal Champion. Let's let's just provide the people with a, a hook sooner than later. You know what? We might as well just do it." Yeah. Yeah, well, and it was a smart move. I I thought it was a good call. Some people are calling it tasteless, but I don't think it was tasteless. I mean, yes, they played on the realism that occurred two hours earlier, but you know what? It's it the show must go on, and it's still pro wrestling, and you still got to attract viewers. Right, that's the bottom line. And and Lewis, if we know anything about Vince McMahon's mentality, the show, like you said, must go on. I mean, for Christ's sake, Owen Hart fell from the sky and the show still went on. You get what I'm saying? So, uh, oh, 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 uh, Roman announcing this was not going to hinder Vince's, if anything, like we mentioned before, it just heightened Vince's, like, you know what? This is it. That's, 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 listen, Dean, we're turning you tonight. This is perfect. Perfect. Because there was already an emotional, somber raw, raw to begin with. What a way to end by having Dean on this somber night attack attack um, uh, Rollins and then leave everybody with that. That's it. And then just close the show out. It's a, it's a, it's a, it's, it was good. I mean, I'm sorry. I, 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 I loved it. I thought it, I thought it worked. I thought it worked. I thought it worked too. It was very reminiscent of those hooks that they would provide at the end of Raw during the Attitude Era. Oh yeah, yep. yeah. Like I, I thought it was one of the better heel turns that they've done in recent memory because you legit didn't see it coming at that moment. Yeah. Um, now, what's funny is that two days later, Johnny Gargano turns heel and he's revealed as the culprit behind the guy. Oh shit! Yeah, I didn't even know this. I didn't saw even... it coming, but oh. we didn't know how. To, uh, eventually come to the the, the, the the resolution to that that, that problem. That really? So it's Johnny Gargano. Oh shit, I'm giving a spoiler. So you did see NXT yeah, that's last a big, That's a big spoiler. I didn't even know this. Oh my bad. Oh man. man. That was last week's episode. I didn't see uh, NXT last night, but yeah, last week's episode. So this was last week's episode? Yeah, yeah. So yeah. in a nutshell, um how, how is it? Uh, I forgot what match was on last, or if it was a segment. Oh, it was a segment. That's what it was. So, uh, William Regal's in the ring, and he has an announcement to make about an NXT Championship match. Tommaso Ciampa comes out, and he's interrupted by Velveteen Dream. So, obviously, it's going to be Velveteen Dream and, and Tommaso Ciampa. But then Lars Sullivan comes out and saying that he's the rightful number one contender. Um, then Aleister Black comes rushing out. He comes running out. He gives Lars Sullivan the uh, black mass. T- Tommaso Ciampa breaks out and runs. And w- the moment he turns around, Johnny Gargano just super kicks him in the face and, you know, he's just taunting him and he walks away. 
Yeah. Wow. I. I knew. I knew it was Johnny Gargano. I. I. It, that's the only thing that that made sense. Really. Johnny Gargano. You know what? I now that I think about it, I'm not surprised. I kind of like it to tell you the truth. Uh, because I love it. Johnny Gargano is the one that cost him the title over the summer in the first. Yeah, place. yeah, and it, it makes sense. I, I, you know, I, I felt Gargano was becoming a little, uh, what's the word? Like a little stale. I mean, his in-ring work is is phenomenal, but just he was his motives and what. And, and 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 the way they were portraying him as this like I, not I, I, I guess a crybaby but revenge is on my mind type of guy like I'm gonna get you but I, I you know I keep losing like I don't know it was just I was getting a little bored that's the that's the word Lewis bored I was getting a little bored. Gargano, I mean, I'm glad, I'm glad they're doing this with him, man. I'm glad. Yeah, uh, when did I get cut off, actually? I, I think uh, I was talking about Gargano, Gargano's uh, uh, being a little stale, and that was the, that was it. Oh, okay, so, because Anchor now, they allow me to edit the audio, so I can edit this, this uh, mumble jumble out. Ah, bit. Beautiful. Look at this. It, it yeah, I, getting... I discovered that last week, actually. Oh, nice. Oh, okay. <laughs> you, 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 uh, this this first thirty seconds. Ah, perfect, perfect, perfect. I, I thought I had to. I thought I had to come back in talking about what I was saying. Him being stale, and it's because of the fact that he, the way NXT booked him was very peculiar, and that they tried to give him a Daniel Bryan esque storyline, where he was the underdog for. A, long, a while and then he would eventually get that big payoff and make the fans go home happy but he never got that payoff right. NXT TakeOver Philadelphia loses his NXT Championship match with Andrade um, yes he beats Tommaso Ciampa at, at New Orleans in the unsanctioned match and that's sort of a payoff but he loses the next two matches with Tommaso Ciampa and it's kind of like, okay, where do they go from from here with with Johnny Gargano's character? Like, you can't keep losing all the damn time, right? Uh, so this is essentially a new direction, a heel turn. And I think him and Alistair Black are gonna tear the house down. That, that whole car for NXT Takeover War Games is shaping up to be great. Um, the NXT title match between Tommaso Ciampa and Velveteen Dream—they're gonna blow the roof off that joint. Yeah, that's gonna be that's gonna be awesome. Yeah, because Velveteen Dream is over like Rovers. So you can do you think? Lewis, do you think Velveteen is ready for the main roster? Um, do you think he's ready? His reactions, I think he could work, but they got to be very careful because WWE is building quite an awful track record of guys that they call up from NXT. Yeah, They're just basically ruining every single one of them. Yeah, that's true. Look at they my really point. Are. Like, you can go down the list. Almost, not all of them, but almost each and every one of them that's been called up from NXT has been floundering. Yes, absolutely. Like, as much as I love Nakamura, they're not doing anything with him right now. Nothing with Nakamura, man. I was just talking about that. They're not doing anything with him. I was just talking about Nakamura. I was saying, dude, he's the U.S. champ and he's Nakamura. 
and you don't even really see him on television or if he's on television no one really cares like he's got no compelling story right now like they got nothing for Lewis this is what I don't get this is what I don't get you have a team of writers right give me something that involves uh, you know some of your guys like get Write something, man. Like, what is it? What are you doing? I feel like we're seeing the same old mid, like, same old mid Carters, same old, like, and, and, and their pool of heavyweights is not, I mean, champion, like, main eventers is not a lot in, in on both shows. There's not a lot. So they're just not doing a good job developing and capitalizing off of the NXT fame. They're not doing a good job of that. I mean, Bobby Roode, for Christ's sake. I mean, look at Bobby Roode. He's subjected to t- tagging with this, with the, uh, what is this guy's name? I forget his name. Matt Gable. Um, Matt Gable. And Gable's great, but there's nothing, there's no connection there. You feel like it's forced. Like it's, it's being forced down your throat just so that you don't forget about Bobby Roode or even Gable because they're such talents. But no one cares about what you're giving us as far as the story is concerned. I mean, they're not, they're just becoming a comedy duo. Like, it's not even that funny. You know what I'm saying? Like, you're right. They have a horrible track record of, of, of these great talents in NXT. They're mega stars in NXT. And then as soon as they get called up, they get, they get pushed into the abyss of like mediocrity, man. Like, it's, 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 it's weak. It's whack, man. And that's what I'm afraid for Velveteen. Because his gimmick is so easy to make gimmicky, if that makes yeah. sense. You know what I'm saying? It's very easy to turn him into a comedy okay. show. You know? Um, and that is very dangerous. So I I don't think he's ready. I think they need to keep him down there. I need. I think he needs a title run. And then after that title run, maybe maybe come up. But till then, I think he needs to stay down there. Yeah, it's gotten to the point where I would rather just see those guys stay in NXT. I mean, it, it's it's good for them to come up to the main roster just for for them to have some fresh competition. But but look, you know, this is the time of the year where we have to start thinking that there are going to be people that are going to be called up within the next few months because. WrestleMania is almost around the corner. Not exactly around the corner, but it's only about five months away, four months away. So with that said, you know they're going to bring Shayna Baszler. We'll get into, like, evolution later but uh, in the podcast. But you know they're going to bring Shayna Baszler up uh, along with the other two to (coughs) do something with the four horsemen. You know they're going to bring up Undisputed Era inevitably. You know they're going to bring up Aleister Black inevitably. Um, possibly Tommaso Ciampa as well. So there, there's uh, these are these are things that are just they're going to happen whether we like it or not. And I, I fear for the direction of this this uh, this group, this generation, or this class of NXT, uh, this class of NXT superstars. But WWE at the same time has to pull the trigger on these NXT dudes and women because. Um, SmackDown is moving to Fox next next year, and Fox wants a very strong product, and they're gonna need to stack that SmackDown roster as best as they possibly can. So I'm thinking, you know, they they need to move 
if they need to move Undisputed Era and, and put them as a stable on SmackDown, I'm totally fine with that. But they need to have more more uh, star power. Not to say that SmackDown doesn't have star power already, but the way that they're booking everyone is it's not really on par with Raw, you know? Yeah. But, Luis, don't you think that – like, think about it, right? You bring up you bring up Undisputed Era. You bring up Aleister Black. You bring up Shayna Baszler. You bring up – you know, Velveteen at some point, um, Gargano at some point. You know, you bring up all these guys, right? And you throw them on these shows, right? Um, all that's going to happen is that the shows, SmackDown, Raw, they're just going to get oversaturated. It's bad enough you're not seeing on television in a prominent role Shinsuke Nakamura. Uh, sanity. Where the fuck? Where is Sanity, bro? Where I forgot sanity? about that. We're insanity. They're great. They are they great. In NXT, what's that? They should have just left Sanity in NXT. I know, man. Like we're sanity, man. I mean, Bobby was on a high. Give Bobby something like compelling. All that's gonna happen, Lewis, is that they're gonna oversaturate those two, Raw and SmackDown. And all that's gonna happen is you're gonna see them on TV for a few weeks to a month, a couple of pay-per-views. It looks great. And then they're going to slowly die down and you're not going to hear or see from them again. Those shows are saturated with guys they haven't even touched in the back. Haven't even touched them. Don't even know what to do with them. So, like, what, Shayna Baszler. Now, Shayna, Shayna's different. And we'll get there later, like you said. She's she's special. There's something... There's something... There's an it. There's something there, man. And she's yeah. Drafted. She's got the it factor for sure. Yeah, dude. There's something. We'll get to her in detail. But like, what say? Like, dude, I, I don't you feel like it's just gonna be oversaturation of just recycled bull, like crap. Like, don't you think it's? I just don't find. I don't think that WWE is trying to create and build the next level of stars as urgent as they should be. Um, I think NXT, they do that because it's a total different vibe there. But when it comes to the main roster, they're so, Vince is so stuck on the main, the, 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 the guys, the, 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 the big guys, the main eventers, the, the, and, and everyone else's mid card. And those main event, that those main event guys is only maybe 10 of them in both brands. Like, and he's so stubborn that I don't think he even care. I don't even think he's watched most of those NXT shows. I think he knows a couple of guys, but to tell you the truth, do you think he's really paying attention? <laughs> like, I like does he, do you think he really knows who these guys are to give them any type of TV time or spots on the main roster? I think they get there. They're gonna get there. They're gonna make. They're gonna make a splash. And they're gonna slowly fizzle out, man. Just fizzle, like done. That's my prediction. I don't want it to be that way, but I, I don't see anything good coming from this. To tell you the truth, man. Like I think they need to keep NXT and keep those guys there and develop them and develop them, and then and then yeah, you're gonna have to bring some guys up at some point, but use NXT as that third brand, not 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 as such a de- developmental which is essentially what it is but use it as Smackdown Raw 
and NXT, like use it as a brand. So those guys have something they have a show they can be stars on versus coming to Raw. Yeah. Come versus coming to Raw being hot for six months and then and then looking like a Shinsuke, bro. Shinsuke's got a title. <laughs> and you wouldn't even know it. He's yeah, on the, he's you on wouldn't. the kickoff show in Dubai. Like what are you doing? What <laughs> Like I, I don't know, I don't know, Lord. I don't know. I'm, I'm angry about that. I'm angry. Listen, you have every right to be angry, and I, I feel your pain. I don't think Vince is is paying attention as much as he should because NXT is essentially Triple H's baby. But WWE and the Machine are gonna have to make changes now that you have the Roman Reigns dilemma because, right? You know, you first, first of all, you already have a situation where. You're going to have to think about long-term plans for the Universal Championship and who do you want to build the company around. Maybe if it's not one sole guy, maybe you can make it like two, three top guys. Um, you know, and with the whole NXT thing, you again, you, you, have to, you have to try to integrate them and treat them like they're a big deal, not treat them like they just came from a developmental brand. It's like you right. said. NXT should be treated as a third brand, not a developmental minor league system. Because I think exactly. that's what the general audience's perception is. Because not everybody watches NXT. So when these guys finally do make their debuts and get called up, the viewer, the average viewer at home is listening to the reaction, the overwhelming reaction that the people are getting. But it's like, okay, what's so special about this woman? Or what's so special about this guy? They came down from someplace called NXT, big deal. Yep. You know? They need yeah. to present it more. They need to give it more coverage. Um, they they need to just make it a big deal, you know? Yeah. Have them featured on more more of the, the co-branded big big four, big five pay-per-views. Have them featured on Survivor Series, Royal Rumble, WrestleMania. Have them be more exposed. I, I put it what's the harm in in putting an NXT championship match on a pay-per-view? Right. Like, right. I don't see any harm in that. That no creates harm. exposure for these guys. And it, op- it I don't know, it just, it, it, it widens the perception of the general audience who who is not familiar with NXT. Like, I don't think it, it hurts for a Survivor Series if you have an NXT championship match. Like, sure, the, the general audience won't know them, but when they're watching Survivor Series and those guys are putting on a great match, they'll be like, oh, shit. I should start watching NXT now. Yep. yep. You know, I, I see no harm in that whatsoever. But you know, it's 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 WWE, and they they just do some really questionable things. At the end. Yeah, man. Listen, listen. I I I I love I love WWE, man. We we both love it. I mean, it's something we grew up on. We still watch it for Christ's sake. I mean, it's it's great, right? When it comes to like how it makes us feel. Um, from childhood to now here, right? But of course, they have to start really, really evaluating um, what they're doing with their stars. They are doing nothing but harming them and destroying any chance of them even gaining momentum back with some of the moves that they've been, those, the questionable moves they've been doing story-wise. It is going to be very hard, and I, I'm going to predict this right now on your show. I'm going to predict this right now. Predicting this. 
I hope Vince is listening. I hope Vince, yeah, I hope Vince is listening. I hope Vince is listening. I'm predicting right now, right, that Shinsuke Nakamura will not reach the same star stardom that he had in NXT. I think he is ending up in the abyss of mid-card hell. That's what I think is going to happen. And he's just going to be another guy that at some point, Lewis, at some point, you are going to see Shinsuke start jobbing. I'm I'm calling it right now. Shinsuke will start jobbing. If you bring up some of those guys from NXT, he is going to, you're never going to see him again. You're not. He is going to job his ass off. It's going to be so brutal to watch because you're going to be like, wow, he may just go back to Japan because this is not this is not what he probably signed up for. He's going to start jobbing and losing matches in ways that make him look like he's not a credible champion or even like wrestler. That's my prediction. I'm calling it right now. That's it. Man, that hurts. That That's a strong prediction. But you know what? You're not totally off because on SmackDown 1000, he lost to Rey Mysterio. And I love Rey Mysterio, and I have nothing but the utmost respect for him. But this is a Rey Mysterio who is older. And uh, I don't know. On paper, would you really expect Rey Mysterio to beat Nakamura clean in 10 no. minutes? No, not clean. No, no way. No way. Off of a fucking six one nine and a, a a springboard splash. Yeah, exactly, Lewis. Exactly. That's what I'm saying. Like, I, I felt like they did Nakamura dirty, man. Yep. Yep. That's what. It's the beginning, my friend. I mean, with Ray now, I think Ray signed a one year contract or something like that. So they're gonna they're gonna they're gonna showcase Ray a lot, and the fact that Ray, I'm assuming, is gonna be on SmackDown, right? Uh, yeah. I mean, yeah, he's yeah, gonna yeah, be he's on SmackDown. Smackdown. That takes away a high-flying, like, I wouldn't say Shinsuke is not high-flying, but if you think about it, it's almost, that would be Shinsuke's spot, in a way. Like, the the, the spot that Ray is going to consume on television would normally be a spot for someone like a Shinsuke, like that mystique, like, has that mystique, Ray wears the mask, Shinsuke's the artist, like, you get what I'm saying? Like, it, it would be... That sounds like a Shinsuke spot. Unless they do an incredible, incredible program with Shinsuke and and Ray, that's that could be intriguing. If it's done right. I think right, that might be the direction that they're heading in, actually. If it's done Does right though. For Nakamura to just attack him and be bitter. Yeah. Um, that he's just coming out of nowhere and taking his spot. Like, that could be a compelling storyline. But, Lewis, it's got to be done right, bro. Like, I, it's, it's compelling, but but Shinsuke, it's got to be almost like a back-and-forth thing. But Shinsuke has to be vicious. It can't... He's got to be a vicious, striking Shinsuke. Like, the, the, the aura he has now, when he had it, like, that, that cocky... You know that cocky, like I'm the best. Sorry, I don't don't speak English, uh, but Ray, I'm coming for you like that. That type of vibe, I think, 
that would be a successful move. I think that would be big. Um, but it can't be him getting squashed by Rey Mysterio every time. It cannot. It cannot. You do that, you're just, <laughs> you're destroying him if you do that. You, you're going to destroy him. Destroy him. Just yeah, like... I, I fear for the, the future. Like, we, we ought to do an episode just evaluating NXT... Uh, call-ups over the years and evaluating future call-ups and things of that nature. Listen, that, let's uh, let's put that let's put that on the calendar. Opinions on that. Yeah, let's put that on the calendar, man. That's a good talk. That's a good one. Yeah, that's that's definitely that's that's gonna be a noteworthy episode. Yeah, for sure. yeah, for sure. And you know what's happening, Lewis? You know, unfortunately, Owens is out with an injury, but that's what yep. they did to Owens. They destroyed Owens in a way. They took a lot of his mojo out simply because of him looking like a straight punk when it came to Braun Strowman. I mean, good God, he was running away from him. Kevin Owens is supposed to be this cocky badass. Like, I can beat anybody. But they made him look like the sheep to his Goliath. Like, it was like, dude, what are you, what are you doing to Owens? You're, you're hurting him. And it, yeah, and, it, and it was only recent where he saw them start to gain some steam a little bit heel-wise when he came out with uh, uh, with Elias. You know, that when he was doing that, he was gaining some momentum, some. And then he got injured, and now he's gone. And, you know, like, now he's going to have to build all that back up. You know what I'm saying? Like, they did the same thing with him. Same thing. Same thing. Well, he he's injured now, so this will give him time to come back fresher. And they did yeah. turn in babyface right before yeah. he, he got injured. Yeah, 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 they did. So, um, I mean, we'll see. As far as the Universal title is concerned, the, the obvious choice is Braun Strowman. He was the obvious choice before they wanted to uh, stick with Roman Reigns. So... I would think that uh, Braun Strowman is going to win the title, maybe at Crown Jewel or somewhere uh, thereafter. But I think Braun Strowman is the right guy right now. I mean, I, he's not going to be the same kind of babyface to carry the company like Roman Reigns. He's not a clear, a clean cut, nice guy kind of guy. Um, he's just going to be a monster babyface, and which is fine, you know. Like they need to turn him back babyface, and they already planted the seeds for that, obviously. Um, yeah. Because I don't even know why they turned the heel in the first place. Right. But Braun versus Drew, I think, is money. I think so, too. Oh, yeah. Yeah, and they've been doing a, a hell of... He's one of the rare NXT call-ups that they haven't fucked up. Not yet. But I, I, but but look, but think of this, man. Uh, Vince loves big dudes. He loves big guys. And he's exactly. always... Yeah, and uh, I think... Drew this time around is 50 times better than what he was. The look, the guy is massive. He's got a new Arsenal move list. Like, it's... it's, I love this Drew McIntyre. And I think he's got super potential to take that title, hold it for a while, and be the guy. I really do. I love this Drew, man. Love it. So do I. I think they should give him the ball and run with it. I think Braun Strowman should drop the title to Drew McIntyre, and then Drew McIntyre should just hold it into onto WrestleMania, and then they can figure out what babyface they want to put over um, at WrestleMania or 
um, something along those lines. But I think Drew McIntyre should be Universal Champion at some point because Dude. we haven't had um, a good heel champion. Well, Brock Lesnar doesn't really count because he wasn't on TV consistently, but we haven't had a good heel champion in a long time. That's true. So That's true. I think, um, I, I, you know, it's going to be Braun, Drew McIntyre, and I know Rollins and Ambrose are going to be feuding over the IC title, which is great. But I think at some point, I think Seth Rollins should be thrust back into that title, that main event title picture too. What are they? I, I I like it. Yeah, Seth Rollins definitely deserves it. But what do you think's going on with Seth, man? I feel I feel like they they give they throw Seth in main event, then they take him out and put him mid card. They throw him in main event, and then they take him out and kind of shut him out a little bit more. Then they make him a main eventer again. Like I I wonder. Do they know what they even want? They might not know what they want to do with him. They might not know how to do what they want to do with him. They, I think Seth is a big question mark. He is the one guy, though, that you can put in a main event. He's hot. Put in a, a, a mid-card. He's hot. Have him hold the championship. Stays hot. Put him on. Put the IC title on him stays hot like whatever you do with him he stays hot like he the, the crowd is with him he's on fire but they just I don't know if they want to jump I don't know if they want to they want to they want to pull the trigger with the title yet I think they're I don't know if they want to do that I think I think he's not high on their list I think right now like you said I think it's Drew I think it's uh Braun I think Lesnar is in there somewhere because Vince loves Lesnar. And uh, that's, God, that's really it. I don't, that's really it for the, for the title, right? Like, who else would you throw in that? Well, it's interesting that you brought up the Seth Rollins thing because I immediately thought of Jericho. I don't think he's a question mark. I think he literally is the, the current version of Chris Jericho. And when I say that, no. it's because when you think about Jericho's WWE run um, during his, his prime years, he was in and out of the main event scene, in and out of the main of uh, the mid card, and he always stayed hot. He always stayed relevant. He didn't. He wasn't always world champion, but he was always in the mix because he was credible enough for that role. He was a great heel. He was a good babyface. He was always able to switch up his character a little bit. Mm-hmm. Um, when he had the undisputed title, late 01 into early 02, he dropped the title to Triple H. He didn't win the world title again until 2008. So he spent six years being in and out of the main event scene and the mid-card scene. Obviously, he took a two-year break, uh, came back, and then once he reinvented himself with that heel persona, that's when he finally became world champion again. Right. Um, but even at that, he held the world title for a little bit here and there, and he was back into the Intercontinental title scene. So I think it's very similar with Seth Rollins, where I, I believe it's only a matter of time before the, they put the Universal title back on him. Now, whether they have him hold the title for five, six, seven, eight months is a different story. But I, I do think that they can get a, a nice three, four-month Universal Championship run out of it because he's just that reliable. Right. Super reliable. 
Um, and I love the guy. I think he's extremely talented. Um, I just think they've been in uh, this holding pattern with him for a while. They know, they you know what it is, Lewis. They know he can do the job. They know he, they know what he can do, and he's sort of like their uh, their. <laughs> Hence the name. They're they're so he's sort of like their money in the bank. Like they know that if something happens to a top guy that they're trying to push, Seth is there to uh, to be that guy just in case they need him. You know what I'm saying? Like they they could throw they could throw Seth straight to the top without any questions asked, and Seth can kill that moment and be that guy for you and hold the title for like you said three to four months and be the guy. You know what I'm saying? Like he's he is that reliable. He's that reliable. So good for him. I mean, it's a, it's a I guess it's a good spot to be in. I mean, would you say it's a good spot? Absolutely. I would love if yeah, right? I were um if I were a, a, a guy on the raw roster, I would envy Rollins' spot because one, he's intercontinental champion, and two, he's been in big time feuds for the whole year. He's in a big-time feud right now, even if it's not over the Universal Championship. He gets plenty of promo time. Um, I mean, uh, who wouldn't want to be in Seth Rollins' uh, position? Right, right. You know, you don't always... My theory is you don't always have to be the world champion in order to be a top guy or a top draw because we've seen this over and over again for decades. Fucking... Mr. Perfect was never world champion, God rest his soul, but he was always considered, you know, a, a top-tier level talent. Roddy Piper never held the fucking world title. Yeah. Uh, Magnificent Morocco. It, it, the list goes on and on. There's plenty of people like that where they, 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 some guys were just never destined to become world champion, but they were always considered top-tier acts. Rick Rude, that's another example. Yep. You know, there's, there's so many examples of that, and how about, what? Uh, it's, it's, how about it's not the worst thing in the world? Like, yeah, it sucks that they were never world champion, but they can still be headlining pay-per-views and shit. Samoa Joe is another guy that like, they haven't pulled the, the trigger on him yet. Um, and he's officially replaced Daniel Bryan for the Crown Jewel Championship match against AJ Styles. Um, oh, wait whether a they second. Get the title or not remains to be seen, but oh. that's a guy who... He, he's he's a he's a good hand to have, and he's always going to be in the mix as one of the, the top guys. Ah, yeah. I mean, like you know, I guess look, uh, Scott Hall, right? Scott Hall never helped. Well, yeah, oh, that's another guy. Yeah, Scott Hall, another good example. Yeah, Scott Hall. You know, uh, Buff Bagwell. No, I'm joking. <laughs> Buff oh, Bagwell. <laughs> <laughs> you get kind of crazy now, Buff Bagwell. I mean, you can say Lex Luger. I was watching some old WCW. That's why it came to my mind. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, right, right. Yeah, man. But so, that, um, good point, man. I mean, that's true. Let's switch gears and talk about this monumental WWE Evolution pay-per-view. All yep. WWE's first all-female pay-per-view. It was historic in the fact for the fact that. It actually lived up to the hype, and it might have exceeded a lot of people's expectations. I, I, I have to tell you, man, I really enjoyed this pay per view front to back. Me too. I thought it felt old school, like Madison Square Garden Arena type of. I put it this way: I felt like it was a 
and this is no, I mean, this is no offense to the show because I think this is a compliment. I think it, it, it felt like a throwback, uh, Madison Square Garden, like mega live event. You know what I'm saying? Like with all the stars on the show because they're in yeah. the garden, they're in the garden for the week, for the weekend. Uh, and everybody just comes out and shows their ass and performs their asses off in front of a live show, even though it's not televised, you got a good show. I felt like that with this, but it was, but, but, but it was a pay-per-view, of course. Like, I felt like the women really came out and proved that they can run with the guys, uh, they could be in main events, uh, they can attract an audience and sell out and, and get women in the front row cheering, and, like, it was... I gotta tell you, man, it was it was really it was good. It, it, I didn't I didn't I didn't think it was great, but I thought it was I thought it was very good, Lewis. I thought there was a lot of good stuff happening on that pay per view. Um, there was just maybe one or two matches which I didn't really care much for, but as the, the pay per view as a whole, I think really lived up to the hype. Um, it would have been great if WWE did more. Uh, more promotion, more like really making that. Yes, it was a special night. Yes, they did their. They tried to make it feel special, but I think WWE could have done more as far as um, giving them the highlight, the the spotlight that they really, really, really deserved. Um, but it sucks because you have Crown Jewel, which is that following Friday. You know what like so they so WWE was in a they had to promote both in a very like fast quick like a like a way where both pe- both pay per views could get their shine on. But overall, I like I text you, man. I said I thought it was good. I I was I was entertained. I was entertained. Yeah, I thought it was one of the. You know what? I'll be honest. It was one of my favorite pay-per-views of this year. And I, I felt like a breath of fresh air. I was getting like right. NXT TakeOver vibes. Yeah. And what's interesting is I read up on who was backstage running the show. And it was Vince McMahon himself. Vince McMahon himself was in the gorilla position the entire night. Really? Um, he was the one that actually oversaw the pay-per-view. Did he? Yeah. So he had a lot of faith what these girls were able to do and and this showed because the crowd was pretty much red hot for all everybody got great reactions um you know the opening match with Trisha Lita they got their their nice legend spotlight and that was right. that was pretty good minus the fact Alicia Fox completely blew that 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 uh, near fall yep yeah that was kind of embarrassing but um but yeah uh it's like you said, maybe like two or three matches that felt like they could have just been on an episode of Monday Night Raw. But you know, it was it was an opportunity for to get all the girls on. It was right. an awesome. I enjoyed the Battle Royal. I thought that I was did. Good. Uh, Ronda Rousey versus Nikki Bella. It was a formulaic kind of match, but I liked it. It was enjoyable and it was serviceable as a main event. Yes. Um, I would say my favorite matches. Obviously, the last woman standing match between Becky Lynch and Fantastic. Fantastic. I mean, yeah. they they took the last, the, the very tired last man standing formula, and they just 
pretty much breathed new life into it. Yeah, I mean, they they revived it. Yeah. Table spots. You had Becky Lynch jumping off of a ladder. Like it was awesome. I I loved it, and I loved it even more that Charlotte didn't win the title because that just goes to show you how much, how far Becky Lynch has come, uh, and how far she's risen in the past few months uh, as a as a top tier uh, female talent. I, I agree, man. I that was my favorite match. Um, next to the, I, I think next to the Shayna Baszler Kyrie Sane match, I think. Uh, yeah, that was really good. That was a really good match too. Um, but yeah, they they revived that last man standing match. Um, like you said, the the Ronda Nikki Bella match was a little formulaic, but I mean, I, I wasn't expecting anything more. I think I think Ronda is getting better at selling, uh, selling being hurt and getting kicked and. I think that was also a downfall for her, but I think she's, uh, I think she's doing better with that because, because Ron, you, because when it, okay, Rhonda, we all know that in a real fight, Rhonda would destroy Nikki Bella, right? That's oh, yeah, like she would destroy, right? So Rhonda has to, uh, when Nikki is hitting her, punching her, slapping her, throwing her off, like Rhonda has to physically react to that. As if Nikki is a viable opponent. You know what I'm saying? Like, Nikki is still shaking her ass when she comes to the ring. And she's still in that diva's mode. She she represents all things diva. While Ronda represents all things badass female new breed. And you want to give Nikki some sort of credibility in the ring when she's hitting you, so Ronda's got to sell it more, and I think she did a really good job of making Nikki seem like she was a true com- opponent for this title. I thought she did a really good job with, with that. Um, Nikki, Nikki's a veteran. She did well, but I think the Bella Twins are trash in the ring. That's just my opinion. I don't think they are that good. I've never, Lewis, never, ever, 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 ever been high on the Bella Twins. I thought they were overrated. I thought they were just okay. Um, but they have never been solid stream. Like, they've never been solid to me. I've never enjoyed any match they were in except Nikki and this one. I I thought it looked I thought it looked good like it was good like if I was Vince in the back I would have been shaking my head like okay it was good like it would have been one of those like it was good but I've never been high on the Bella Twins so I would say those are my two top matches and the Battle Royal was entertaining um a little shocked that Nia won I was expecting Amber Moon or even Tamina or even Tamina man yo Tamina's gotta get I feel Tamina's healthy she's gotta she and I was listening to a couple of other uh, podcasts um, throwing around the idea of Tamina being that opponent for Ronda and being that person that could really challenge her, right? Like, Tamina's bigger. She comes from the, the you know, Samoan lineage. She, she, she's got this badass persona already. Uh, she would be a really good person to put in a story with leading up to like a Royal Rumble. You get what I'm saying? Like have her and Tamina just kind of go at it. Like really test Ronda's chops when it comes to having to put on put on a story for a month or two. Like a full 
two to three months of the same person coming at you different ways. How do you do this? Like, how do you make it stay fresh? I think that would be entertaining. And when I was listening to that, it was like, oh, I, I see it. So I was thinking Amber, um, I'm, I'm okay with Naya, uh, but I was thinking Amber or Tamina, man. I was kind of thinking that too, and, and but I like um, I like where they I, they seem to be rebuilding Tamina, which is long overdue, and I like that idea on paper with Tamina and Ronda Rousey because Tamina's like a legit badass. It's just exactly. they, they didn't really know what to do with her, right. and I think um, I think what it was with with Tamina was that she came in pre uh, revolution era where it was still like the divas shit that was going on yeah. so they didn't really know what to do with her because she didn't really fit in that era but now what like if they can build Tamina up the right way oh man I could totally see first of all the, the feud of her and Nia Jax makes sense on paper and then second of all she would make an absolutely credible opponent for Ronda Rousey absolutely like, that, that shit just makes sense it just makes sense Yep, I, I would love that, man. I would love, I would love to see Tamina get some shine, man, because I feel like she's always been sort of just mid, like floating around, not really getting the, the not really getting a chance to, to really, sh- to really work a possible main event. Like I, I don't, at least in my memory, I don't remember her working a main event that actually meant something. Um, but, I, put, I can't recall either. But putting her in this with Ronda, oh, it, it, Ronda's already a star. Ronda's already over. We already know that. But putting her in the, with with Ronda helps her tremendously to establish some type of, uh, on the female side, on the women's side, some type of like uh, top tier badass heels for the women. And that could put her, that could, that could shoot her to the top. If she, if it's if it's played out right, you know you got Becky, you would have Tamina, um, you you know you would have the, the the Riot Squad, like you would have you would have a nice good chunk of top tier women who are really good in the ring, um, decent on the mic as well, and and now you have them as as some stars you can rotate in and out with your heel with your baby faces, so. I think it would work, man. I, I, I would, I would love to see Tamina do this, man. I would love to see it. And I got, yeah, I, I've too. seen Tamina. Just a comment on what you said about the Bellas. I kind of feel the same way. Where, um, I didn't really care for the Bellas all that much, but they are nice eye candy because they are some. They, they're both some really, really attractive women, and they are. Nikki Bella, she, she's a hot piece of ass, for lack of a better yes. term. Yeah, she is. Yeah, she is. I, so, I don't. I don't doubt that. Um, yeah. You know, seeing her in the ring is always enjoyable, just from an eye candy standpoint. And you know what, Nikki Bella is actually she's not terrible. I've seen it far worse. Like her sister Bree is is terrible, but she herself can actually carry a match. And um, her in ring work is fine. I, I'm not saying that she's uh, Natalia level or anything like that, but you know, she she her in ring work is serviceable. Is, is what I call it. Right, it's right. it's totally fine. Um, my other one of my other favorite matches was the the May Young Classic. Uh, oh right, between oh, Tony right. Storm yeah. and Io Shirai. Yeah, that was a great fucking match. I didn't 
watch the May Young Classic at all this year just because there's just so much going on. But, um, you know, I, I did my research and I saw the video packages. These two women are going to be bona fide stars. I think Io Shirai, I would take her over Kyrie Sane. Not to say I don't like Kyrie Sane, but Kyrie Sane comes a, across as a little cheesy to me at yes. a certain point. Yes. Um, but Io Shirai is like, she 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 showed me something. She's the real deal. And Tony Storm, she you want to talk about it factor? She's got the total package. Like yeah. she is. Of she's a she's an attractive woman and she can wrestle, bro. Yeah, I agree, man. Um, I didn't know anything about like you like you. I did not watch any of that Mayhem Classic. Um, maybe a couple of matches here and there, but nothing involving Storm. Um, but she was impressive. Like I was very impressed, very entertained. Uh, and you got and she's like you said the full package. She's got the look. Um, she's a little thickums, which is always nice to see. Uh, yeah. <laughs> yeah, I agree. <laughs> um, she 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 can wrestle, and she's and people like her. She uh, you know fans like her. The universe likes her. Like people are rooting for her. Um, so I yeah, she's gonna be a star. And then I'm sorry, the other I forgot her name. She's in NXT UK. Don't forget that. Oh right. Yes. Okay. Which yeah, NXT UK is is cool, but I I feel like okay guys, it, I think it's a lot of programming that people too much. Yeah, I, I haven't seen one episode of NXT UK. Yeah, it's man, just too much, too much, a little too much. But um, the the woman that she who's the woman that she wrestled? I, I forgot her name already. Neo Shirai. Neo Shirai. Like I think yes, she's definitely gonna be a star. I would love to see her in an Oscar. Ooh, that would be. That would, yeah, be, that, that, would, that would be that would be epic. That would be fucking good. Talk about NXT call-ups that they are floundering, huh? Yes, right. Yeah, right. Oh, God, man. Poor Oscar, man. Poor Oscar. She's subjected to dancing with Naomi. And Naomi's great. Naomi's a great wrestler. But, yeah, no, yeah, Naomi's fine. But, good God, man. You're turning her into a comedy act. She is supposed to be a killer. Like, she was in, undefeated, Lewis. She was undefeated. Exactly. She was undefeated. She was fucking... She went from undefeated to... Uh, it all started at WrestleMania. That was the beginning of the end for her. Like she lost to Charlotte, which is oh. fine because she's losing to Charlotte right. out of all people. But right. uh, then she's like, "Come on, man, you're jumping out to Carmella." To Carmella? Oh, like I don't man. give a fuck if James Ellsworth provided distractions. Like she should not be losing to Carmella. No, man. You, they are. See what I'm saying, Lewis? They are killing their biggest box office. Stars, bro. My she was God. like Shinsuke, basically. She was the male version of Shinsuke down in NXT. Yeah. Um, and like you know, just like a nonstop. I don't know, man. It, it really upsets me what they're doing with Oscar or, or or lack thereof. And now think about Lewis. Now think about Lewis. Think about where Oscar is right now. What in the hell could you possibly do right now to get her back? To superstar status. Think about it. what could you have her feud with Becky Lynch? Have her. Feud. Mm. That's the only. That's the only thing that they can do right now to get her back to that level. Ooh. Have her feud with Becky Lynch. Get her over. Um, because the fans, she's still over. It's not like the fans gave up on her. The fans still love her. Right. Um, I would have her just beat the shit out of Becky Lynch and, and take the title from her. Ooh. Ooh. 
I'm I'm just saying if they want to like recapture that essence that she had when she first came to the main roster uh, or or when she was in NXT as well just have her in a feud with Becky Lynch it makes the most sense now are you having her feud with Becky Lynch as Asuka the killer or Asuka like the happy I want your title I want to I want to I want to I deserve a title shot or is she coming in like NXT like I'm going to break your arm off. I'm the best. No one's better than me. Undefeated Oscar. Like, how would you how would you book that? Well, you can't go back down that route because she's lost too many times. So nope. the undefeated thing is kind of, it's, uh, that's water under the bridge at this point. Okay. Um, yeah, that's, that's like a non-factor. So you, they would have to just continue what they're doing with like the happy-go-lucky shit and I want, I want, I want the belt. But they need to like have shades of her vicious shit. Yeah, I agree. That's a that's a hell man. That's that that's a that could be WrestleMania worthy. Couldn't be Oscar and Becky Lynch. I think so. If, if they wanted to keep the title on Becky Lynch, uh, because obviously they're building to Charlotte uh, against Ronda Rousey, which would mean which would indicate that Charlotte Flair is probably going to win the Women's Royal Rumble match. In January, and then challenge Ronda Rousey. That, that's uh, you know, there's no way around that. They're gonna do Charlotte versus Ronda. Now, you know, you obviously have to have a SmackDown Women's match. If they keep the title on Becky Lynch, yo, Oscar would be like the perfect opponent. Like it, before then, you know, just have like opponents like uh, you know, she can get over on Naomi. She could su- successfully defend against. Um, you know, whoever else is a baby face on the SmackDown roster and then finally build to Becky Lynch versus Asuka and then you can have her actually drop the title to Asuka. I mean, that that, that would make sense to me. Yeah, that makes sense. Huh. And I Becky like that. Becky Lynch is facing Charlotte. I mean, Charlotte. She's facing Ronda Rousey in Survivor Series, which should be a hell of a match. That's true. Yo, I'm looking forward to that crowd reaction because... Becky Lynch is so over, and Ronda Rousey's over too. But I think Becky Lynch is going to get the slightly louder cheers just because everyone is so resistant to her heel turn. Yes, yes, yes. I think so too. I think this is well. A Becky needed this heel turn, man, uh, because it wasn't looking pretty. Um, I thought I thought she was going to be on like Carmella level and start like uh, crip walking, like like you know I don't know like doing dances in the ring with her and our truth <laughs> like I, I thought it was going to lead to that because it was not looking good but this is this is perfect this match I you know I, I don't I, what can't happen is Ronda dominate you cannot do that with, with Becky and nah, what, yeah, you'll, ruin Becky too much. You'll, you'll ruin her you cannot let Ronda treat you can't let Ronda look better with Becky then Ronda looked better with Nikki. That doesn't make sense because Nikki is nothing. Nick Becky is better than Nikki, right? So in the ring, so you can't have Ronda dominate uh, so easily of Becky Lynch. It has to be a back and forth. Not so. And I don't get from. I get that Becky is a very smart wrestler, like a very smart knows how to knows how to pace a match knows that if she's working with someone who's a little less uh, 
less uh, superior than she is in the ring. She knows how to make them look. I get Becky's a very smart wrestling mind. So I think that she and Ronda could put on a really good, memorable women's match. Like, you would, you could talk about it the next day and be like, you know what, that women's match, Becky? Becky and Ronda really went at it. Like, because Becky's this badass, like, fiery heel, and Ronda's this UFC killer, and you put those two together, it should be a, it should be a compelling, you know? It should be compelling. Hopefully. Yeah, right. Hopefully, um, I God bless Becky Lynch. I've always liked her. Um, I I really enjoyed her NXT stuff. She really won me over at NXT Takeover Unstoppable from 2015, where she faced Sasha Banks for the the women's title. That was the match where she really won me over. Um, and she even received a standing ovation, I believe, after the match. Um, and I, and you know what it is? She's She's a genuine fan and student of the game. And she's also very attractive. She's a very pretty woman, man. And I, there's just something about a pretty chick who can kick ass in the ring. I think that's, that speaks volume. You know what I'm saying? Because it's not, to be a female wrestler, you don't, you don't have to look like a guy uh, per se. And on the on the other on the other side of it, you don't have to look like a total diva. Yeah. Um, unintended. You don't have to look like a total diva to, to get away with being over. So I think she's she's one of those those girls that it's it's like a complete package with her. And I was very frustrated last year with what they were doing with her before, or like the most the majority of earlier this year because it was almost as if she deserved better, but they didn't really know where to put her with as far as feuds were concerned. So when they finally gave her the title shot in the program with uh, Ronda Rousey Carmella and then turning her heel, I'm like, man, thank goodness, because I didn't want her to be lost in the shelf. Uh, yeah. So yeah. she's an NXT call-up that they're staying consistent with. Yeah, that's, that's, yeah, I agree. I mean, I hope for the best with this, man. I, it, they just can't. Lewis, they just can't mess it up. They just can't mess it up. Uh, because that's going to cost a lot, a lot of people to to start feeling like they don't, they don't want to come up anymore, you know, or they don't want to, um, they don't, they don't want to be put in positions that's going to let, that, that's going to make them look weak. You know, like, it's just, I just hope they do it right. I just hope they do it right. Yeah, I, I, I hope so, too. Um, So, I want to I wanna just shed light a little bit on, I guess, one last match. Uh, the, the the NXT women's title match, Shayna Baszler and Kyrie Sane. So, Kyrie Sane actually dropped the title to Shayna Baszler with the help of two of the four horsewomen. I forget their names. I know one of them is Roderick Strong's wife. Um, oh, one of them is Roger Strong's wife. Yeah, yeah. I have the one with the longer, like the really long hair. I, I, their name, I'm drawing a blank on their names, but yeah, they. Uh, I don't know if you remember the the video packages that they had for Roderick Strong, la- not this past summer, but last summer when uh, Roderick Strong first came into NXT and they were building him as a sympathetic figure, and with those video packages, it would show her. Um, and they have a baby together and everything. Then he proposed to her, and 
I, I, I believe they got married and everything like that. And it was just to get Roderick Strong over. And he was like, yeah, uh, my wife, she's one of the four horsewomen. Blah, blah, blah. Um, so, yeah, that's just like a side note. Um, okay. What, what did you think of that, man? Like, what do you what do you think the, the plans are uh, now that Shayna Baszler's got her crew? Uh, the only... <laughs> The only thing I can think of is that they're going to shoot her to the main roster faster than we think, man. That's uh, what I'm thinking, too. But she also won the title. So this leads me to believe that they are going to, all three of them together, they will be on NXT for a little while, raising hell and wreaking havoc, and now she's got her girls to watch her back and all this stuff. But now this raises the question on who are you on that NXT uh, women's roster, who are you going to find that's credible enough to be a threat to the title so that if you're planning on bringing her up and the other two, who can hold that title, beat her, and make it look like it's a legit, credible win? Does, Does that make sense? Like, who, who on that NXT ty- on that NXT show can take the reins from her, so she's now allowed to come up uh, to the main roster? I don't, I don't see anybody. I don't know. Maybe I'm not watching it enough. I but I don't know who that can be. Well, you missed last week's episode. There was, um, I, I, I my her name is drawing a blank, but I mean I'm drawing a blank on the name. But last week, she made her NXT debut, but she was competing in the Mae Young Classic. And I think she's she's going to be a pretty solid hand. I, I don't remember her name, but I think she could be a credible opponent. Um, but Survivor Series is around the corner, so I'm thinking they're just probably going to do uh, Shayna Baszler, Kari Saint 3, uh, as opposed to putting in a brand new opponent. Okay. Because it's too quick of a turnaround, you know? Okay, I, I, I like that. Yeah, just yeah, they might as well just have a, a rubber match, and then just ban uh, the two chicks from ringside. Okay, okay. Now, once they come up to the main roster, you think it's her and Ronda immediately? That's the question that's been on my mind, um, because Ronda Rousey is a babyface now. If they really wanted to make Ronda Rousey a true badass, they would turn that bitch heel and have her link up with her four horsemen. Mm. And that would that would be awesome because you got a badass female stable where all four of them can kick ass. Like, legit. You know what I'm saying? Like, MMA fighters. Like, type shit. Hmm. I like that. I mean, you can say what you want about the Riot Squad. I like Ruby Riot, but the other two, they they suck. They're not they're not real threat. You're right. Yeah, they're not they're not great. They're not great. Right. Um, Ruby Riot is literally carrying that group. Like Ruby Riot by herself is a star. Yes. Um, yes. But you know, when you have uh, Ronda Rousey and Posse running roughshod, oh man, that could be like the female NWO, bro. That could be. That's a yeah. That's a damn good. Yeah. Now, would you? There's rumors, rumors of uh, possibly having a female 
or women's um, women's tag team titles. Do you think that's something that may come down the line? Oh yeah, it's inevitable. And I have no issue with it. And the reason why is because if you had told me that they were going to introduce women's tag team titles three or four years ago, I would have been opposed to it because there weren't enough women on the roster. But we just saw last Sunday, they had a whole entire pay-per-view full of chicks. They are stacked with women on both the SmackDown and Raw rosters, enough to where they can build a, a decent tag team division. I'm not saying that every tag team is going to be, or every tag team match is going to be like a five-star classic or anything like that, but there's enough there that they can do that. You know what I'm saying? Like, if, if they can get creative and have a tag team division for the women. Because, yeah. um, let's face it, like, the title picture, it, it can get overcrowded, especially on the, on the Raw roster. So, with the other women, just put them, put them together and have the tag team. Mm. You know, yeah. I don't see anything wrong with it. Now, the only problem that I see with it is, I don't know if it could work the same way on the SmackDown roster because SmackDown's women's roster is, is a little weaker than Raw's women's roster, but we'll see. But I, I like the idea, and I think they should have a Raw um, women's tag team title. All it does is just showcase the women. The women, they busted their asses for years, and they, they worked hard to deserve this spot. And if the women want to be showcased more, I understand that everybody wants to be in, in the main spotlight and be women's champion, but obviously that's not that can't be the case. It's possible. Right. You can have these chicks in the in the tag team division. I like it. Yeah, I, I, I'm telling you, I have no problem with that. I'm actually looking forward to that announcement. Because I think that'd be dope. When do you what's a good time to show that? Like WrestleMania? Yeah, I, I would I would think they're gonna hold off on it and then crown the first women's champions at, at WrestleMania. I could see that. No, oh, okay. Or unless they want to prolong it and just hold off on on it until like next year at SummerSlam or something like that, or uh, maybe if they do another Evolution pay per view, who knows? But I think within the next year we will see that. Within the next year, okay, okay. Yeah, I have for no, sure. I have no problem that's with that. Like, that's I think that's dope. The, I'm sure that's been in the works for quite some time now. They just they're looking for the opportune time to actually introduce the the concept. Yeah, that's that's a good point. I mean, yeah, they're definitely going to do that at some point. Definitely, definitely, they have to. So yeah, man. Uh, just to wrap it up, what do you? What letter grade would you give Evolution? Evolution. What letter grade? I I have to. I give Evolution a solid. Oof. Hmm. Let me think about this for a second. My. Let me think about how I felt after I watched it. I felt. I felt good after I watched it, and I felt. I thought, like I mentioned before, it was a good first time run for these women it was it was a good first time run um i give it a c plus damn bro a c plus that's pretty c plus c plus and i i i I don't i don't consider c plus as low i consider c plus is like you did great job but here are some things that you still need to work on for the first time out 
so that the second time would definitely get to a B. You know what I'm saying? Like, I, I, could, I thought they did a lot of things right, but I thought some of the matches were a little sloppy. I thought, um, like you said, some of the matches could have been on SmackDown rather than the pay-per-view, but I get what they were doing. Um, if I had to be, if I was, if I was, if I was going to grade on a curve, you remember those things, right? Lewis grading on a curve. You remember oh, that? Yeah, Back yeah, of the day? Of so I if I grade, so if I grade on a curve, I give him a B. I give him a B. Solid B. Yeah, bro. I, I, I went to sleep. I'm telling you, like, I really tried to pay I would give it a B plus. You give it a B plus? Yeah, I, I, I'm sticking with my guns. I give it a B plus. Like, you know, not every match was perfect, but there were three damn good matches. Just yeah. as good as any men's match that I've seen on, on the main roster pay-per-views. And the main event was solid. I, I was a hell of an enjoyable pay-per-view. No, I it was enjoyable. It was. It was enjoyable. I'm just being a hard ass. Like, I'm just being one of those. I'm, I'm, I'm nitpicking. But if I'm grading on a curve and I'm, and, and I'm thinking about how I felt after. You know what? Because after, after, after I watched that pay-per-view, um, I thought about all the male pay-per-views I watched, and I asked myself, was this better than any of the male pay-per-views? Like, the well, the majority male pay-per-views? And it was. It was. And some of those yeah. male, male pay-per-views, I gave, like, C-minuses, I gave Ds, I gave Ds too, and after this one, I felt really entertained. So... Maybe I'm changing. I'm, I might change my grade here. I'm gonna. I'm giving it a solid B. I'm giving it a B. B. Ah, see that? That's more like it. Yeah, I'm giving it a B. I give it a B. Yeah, give the women a break, man. Yeah, give it. A... <laughs> <laughs> it's bad enough that they had to fight for so long to get that, their first all-female pay-per-view. Like, I man, know, man. I know. Break. I know. I know. I'm break. I'm breaking the balls. I know. I know. I'm sorry. Now Sorry. I'll set the since they set the bar pretty high this first time around. My expectations are going to be higher if and when they do uh, a, a second go around next year. You think this is a this is going to be a normal like yearly pay per view or it should be? I think so. It should be. I don't see why not. Um, it it gives more credibility to the women's division, and if there's tag team titles, that's a perfect pay-per-view to have uh, you know a tag team title match mm. and you know along with the May Young Classic and NXT women's title match and, you know all that good stuff I agree I mean yeah that's I think yeah I think it should be something they keep um yeah because what's gonna happen their division is only getting bigger you know, and that, yeah, I, yeah, I give it a B, man. Yeah, that's, that's where I'm at. Yeah, I thought it was, I thought it was solid, solid. Well, that, that is a huge relief in the wake of your C+. Plus. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. Hey, don't be shitting on my boo, Becky Lynch. Listen, well, listen, thank God Becky did that turn because I was never high on Becky Lynch. I've never been high on her, man. Um, never been higher than Becky Lynch. Man. I feel like Becky Lynch could just be my friend. She may. 
I feel like I could, I could, she's one of those chicks I feel like I could just have a drink with her at a bar. You know what I mean? Yeah, right, right. She does, yeah, she does, she does seem like that person. Like, I don't even think of Becky Lynch in a sexual way. I, I just, she comes across as like a really cool chick. And I don't even know her personally, but I feel like she'd be one that I, I'd want to hang out and, and drink with. That's true. You, you, she does, she does have that, that, that feel to her, that aura. Like you, it's not like you you want to get with her or anything. It's like you kind of want to just hang out and just talk sports and drink beer and laugh and burp. Like it, she seems like she's that. <laughs> she seems like she's that chick. Like you know what I'm saying? Like she's that person. Yeah, you know. Yeah. And I think that's that's the charm that she has, and I think that's why she's always been over. That's true. You know, true. It, it, her her personality. Um, it. It, it seems it shows, you know, in her character. Yeah, it does. It does. It does. It does. Well, uh, that that concludes our topic uh, for tonight. We we covered a lot, man. Roman yeah, man. Reigns, Universal Title, NXT, Evolution. Yeah, we we did the whole gambit tonight, man. We did everything. We did. Uh, It'll probably be a while before I have a next episode of AYNE. Hopefully not too long, but um, I'll try to squeeze one in right before Thanksgiving, which is, believe it or not, two weeks away. Jesus. Wow. Yeah, I can't believe 2018 is almost over. This this year, feel like it feels like it just started. Almost over, man. I mean... Oh God! I can't. You just said that. Just made me shiver a little bit. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, right. <laughs> Jesus! Wow. Wow. But it's, it's been a good one. It's been a good one. So, what do you got planned for Scriptly Adapted Uncut? Uh, Scriptly Adapted Uncut. We are recording in two weeks. Um, uh, and we're gonna do. Uh, we're gonna talk about some movies that. Uh, that are out right now that we hopefully will be able to see, like Bohemian Rhapsody. Um, there's a lot of good ones, man. There's, there's a lot of good ones I want to see. Yeah, The Hate You Give, which is getting great reviews. Um, the mid '90s, Jonah Hill's new movie. So we're just gonna, you know, we're just gonna shoot the, you know, shoot the breeze and talk some movies and anything else we want to get off our chest about anything we hate. Uh, Movie passes out of our lives, so uh, <laughs> yeah. What a difference eight months makes, bro. Yeah, phrases at the beginning of the year. I was, man. I was. I was trying to sell it to you, man. I was. You would have thought I worked for them. That's how bad it was. <laughs> you would have I, 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 I saw movie pass and I thought of you. Yeah, I we we I crapped all over movie pass, legit. Um, and now I'm I just got AMC. AMC stuff. Yeah, the, the, the A-list, right? Yes. Yeah, that seems like it's worth it. Fantastic, Lewis. Fantastic. Can't go. Yeah, it ain't worth it for me right now because, again, the, a lack of a family plan, but that's something no, that I, I would think... No, no, no. There's no movie. There's no plan yet. But uh, family, but they are working on it. They I are. heard. Yeah, I heard. But you know what? AMC is AMC. Like, they got this shit together. Like, they will do a family plan or something. Exactly. Like exactly. You don't, you don't have to worry about not getting a family plan. Right or not even seeing yeah, a movie. Exactly. You don't have to worry about not seeing a movie. You you will see a movie too. You know. Uh, yep. But yeah, it's it's you know we're just gonna talk a bunch of stuff and um, we're in the midst of writing the second half. We're gonna start writing the second half of our of our film. We wrote yeah. I rewrote the story. Now we just gotta get the script going. So uh, we're gonna try to get that done between Thanksgiving and the end of December. So. 
cool, cool, man. Yeah, man. Yeah, man. Trying to, trying to, trying to do some things, man. Trying to, trying to be, trying to, you know, get this, uh, get this creative stuff going, man. Nice. Well, I'm just gonna continue teaching the youth and see if I can make it, make it to Thanksgiving. Yes. Yeah, so- <laughs> <laughs> I'm just trying to keep my sanity intact before. That. No, I get it, brother. I get it. I get it. I get it. I get it. I get All right, it. brother. Thanks so much for joining me. Listen, man, it's been a pleasure as always. We'll we'll talk about uh, Crown Jewel if you plan on watching it. I probably, I'm probably not gonna watch it. Maybe I'll catch like a match or two, but we'll, we'll link up. Yes, absolutely, man. Let's. Uh, I think yeah, Crown Jewel comes on at 5 a.m. So uh, 5 a.m. Yeah, on- some odd, some uh, odd time. Like I think I think I'll be at work when it was when it's actually airing. Yeah, yeah. It's. Uh, I think it's airing. Here on the east coast, on on our side, east coast, uh, at five a.m. Some weird time like that. Yeah, I mean, I'll get the results anyway, and I'll see what's worth checking out. Yeah, 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 for sure. All right, brother, you enjoy your weekend, and uh, till next time. Absolutely, brother. Have a good one. All right, peace. Later.